And she looked at me and was like, whoop, 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 whoop. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community and host of All Things Testosterone. The TRT Community is a Facebook group of patients helping patients navigate the struggles associated with testosterone replacement therapy. We have educational resources at testosteronepodcast.com, including TRT-related clinical studies and a doctor search tool. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, nothing much. How's your How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Was it? Lots of food, lots of family. You got similar plans for Christmas? Uh, we generally go to uh, to Amy's family's house. Uh, it's Christmas morning, and all the kids open up presents. But we're trying something new this year. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're going to. Amy was real big on their family, like or the kids, like how they grew up. Mm-hmm. Like all the kids wake up Christmas morning. Get the presents under the tree. Are y'all spending the night? No. Okay. No. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stay at our house okay. and then let the kids open their gifts from us. Um, so they get that experience. Like wake up, go yeah. to the tree, open your gifts, and then we'll go to her family's house and all get together and exchange gifts that we got from each other. Nice. Yeah, I guess that's kinda how we do it. Um well, maybe and well, I say this. In my mind it's like as you get older there's a shift. I'm a little older than you. And so there's been this shift where it's gone from going to the parents to having the parents come to us. Yeah. And that's what we do. Um, everyone comes over Christmas morning and we do breakfast and gifts. Like they, they'll come over after the kids have already opened their stuff and then yeah. do, you know, their, their presents and all that. But yeah, it's, it's really nice. Like either way you look at it, whether you're having people come to you or you're just not traveling as mm-hmm. much or as hectically, I guess. Yeah. It's nice and relaxing to be able to change stuff up like that. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm excited. Ready to see how the kids take it and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Would y'all ever consider spending the night over there? I think we have before. Have you? Just so that they could do that. Yeah. I, I can't remember for sure, but I feel like we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's at her sister's house now oh, okay yeah so they have a pretty pretty good sized house we'd fit comfortably when i was a little bit younger than you i say that like i'm this wise old man when i was in my <laughs> late 20s i um i had a huge problem with with staying anywhere like if i went to visit family i was getting a hotel room every time mm-hmm. if it was like a control thing if i was traveling somewhere i was the one that i wanted to rent the car and be in control of that yeah so i never would have been able to do that at that time, now in my late thirties, it's like whatever. I'll I can sleep wherever. Just need to take my CPAP machine and yeah, put me not on the floor. Hopefully, yeah. For the most part, I'm just like as long as I got a nice bed. Yeah, or even if I'm on the floor, as long as it's not going to hurt my back the next day. What kind yeah. of floor can you lay on and not hurt the next day? Lots of blankets on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried it in a long time, but I don't see anything working. Like I have to have a cushion of air beneath me. Mm. And yeah. I think, I don't know if that's actually true. Yeah. So I've got this video from that Leon Lush TV guy on TikTok, the one that was talking about the urinary events and yeah. all that. <laughs> I This guy's real funny. A lot of his stuff is like super crude and I kind of pass through it, but some of them are just real funny. And this one resonated with me. I have a feeling that I know where you're going to land on it and we might be a little bit different. So here's Leon Lush. Let's see. When I use a public restroom just for a urinary event, 
logically, there's no more incentive for me to wash my hands than there is for you, say, when you go into a Starbucks to grab your mobile order. I touch a singular door handle upon entry, just like you. And after that, the only thing I'm touching is my zipper and my phallus, which any respectable man keeps hygienically immaculate like I do. If germ accumulation is the measuring stick for when to wash hands, this is a low-risk scenario. So this societal pressure on young men to wash their hands after every simple public urination is derived from antiquated social norms and is completely unnecessary. This guy and his urinary events is hilarious. <laughs> I think he went viral with that last one, so he thought, I'm going to keep saying urinary events. Yeah. What do, what do you think about that? Where do you land on, on what he's – does that does it make sense to you, or are you like, absolutely not, I wash my hands every time? You know, this might surprise Don't lie. a lot of people, but really since I started working in construction, doing this whole elevator thing, mm-hmm. the hand washing isn't as big of a deal. Yeah. It used to be a really big deal. Yeah. Some jobs will have little hand washing stations, mm-hmm. and I'll use it if it's there. Yeah. If it's not there, I can't make a big deal out of it. I yeah. used to stress about it; like <laughs> it used to freak me out because I'm touching these disgusting porta potties that, yeah, you know, like they clean them and then they they got blue stuff all over the walls, mm-hmm. and it's like what the heck? But yeah, it's not a big deal anymore. As a big of a deal, so I, it's not to me either, but. It depends on the bathroom. True. Depends on what I'm doing after. Yeah. I do have a problem with other people not washing their hands. Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, I should probably wash my hands. But I'm not going to lie. I can't remember the last time I had a urinary event in my own home <laughs> and washed my hands when yeah. I wasn't going directly to like cook someone food or handle mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Then I'll do it just out of respect. Same. But I, I, I mean, the soap in my office bathroom here, it's never going to run out. Yeah. It's just going to be there forever because I ain't using it. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like a little bit of tension whenever I go use the restroom and then I come out. And if I didn't wash my hands or if I see somebody come out of the restroom mm-hmm. and like we're going to shake hands, I'm like, oh, crap. Like yeah. I just didn't wash my hands or did they wash their hands? Like there's that little bit of mm-hmm. anxiety still in me. Yeah. So I just go for the fist bump. Yeah. They probably didn't wash their hands. Yeah. And so for me... If I'm in a public restroom, I usually will wash my hands. Yeah. But not out of necessity. It's some sort of twisted judgment because then I'm also judging the person that didn't knowing that I wouldn't be doing it if they weren't in there. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm washing my hands, you walk straight out. The only reason I'm washing my hands is because you're still at the urinal. Yeah. And now you get to walk straight out, yeah. you nasty fool, you know. <laughs> but yeah. no, I don't. That's funny. I'll kick the door open if I need to or whatever. Yeah. What about during the beginning of COVID? Uh, The beginning, I did wash my hands a little bit more. I wasn't like super freaked out by it. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that were like really in it Mm -hmm. and um, like taking in all the information. And so the information that I was getting from them was like, it's not something to be freaking out about. Yeah. And so... I did wash a little bit more just because of the consequences. Like if people were testing positive, they weren't going to work, they weren't doing all these things. So I was like, well, yeah, I don't want to be having to stay home from work. Yeah. So I didn't even know about it. And at the time we, I had just started uh, filming and recording kind of like a podcast for my day job. Mm-hmm. 
which is a big company. And we did these like monthly news type videos, you know? Yeah. And my co-host Kevin, uh, who's also been on this show, mentioned it on one of, on, on our very first and almost last because of COVID uh, episode of the, the Sedgwick syndicate is what it was called. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? And then, you know, we're, we're in person filming it at my house. And so it was like, we're supposed to stay in this far apart and we're talking about COVID and I didn't even know what it was. And this was late February, early March of 2020. Mm, yeah. Two or three weeks later, our entire company shifted to work at home. And that was when things got serious. And and I did at that point because I, I wasn't in the know. I didn't know what was going on. I washed my hands more often than I normally would. I, you know, sanitized them after I opened an office door and, kept my door shut to my office and kept yeah. people away and that kind of thing. But yeah. um, I really just enjoyed taking advantage of working from home and quarantining because that just, that changed the whole world. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. we still don't have to see delivery drivers when they drop food off. Mm-hmm. I'm the type that really appreciates that. Yeah. So you've got a TRT appointment coming up soon, right? Yep. Is it with uh, Kevin Apple? Yes. When is it? On the 17th, January 17th. January. I got a call in like double check and verify that. I thought it was in December. No. What a disappointment. Yeah. I scheduled it back in October, I think. Have you done labs? No, I need to do. Or I guess I can call and make sure. I can't remember how he does it. And now that he's telemedicine, I don't know what he does. But if he doesn't do them beforehand, then you're going to have probably like an appointment go get your labs and then a follow up in six weeks or however long it takes, you know, two weeks to get the results or whatever. And then go from there. So you might want to take those at home results with you. Yeah. Um, in case you want to try to start that day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Pumped. Yeah. Where are you going to do your first injection? What did in the buttocks? Are you in the, what did he say? Who, Ken or yeah, Sean? Yeah. Was, yeah. The buttocks. Buttocks. Are you going to have Amy do it? Uh, probably not. Can you, I think that gives me more anxiety than doing it myself. Can you reach back there? You can twist and, and reach like that? Uh, it's not that oh, not man. that far back there. I'd get a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> what size needle are you going to use? Uh, would you say 22? No. No, oh, don't dang. do that. It's too big. Lots of guys do it, but it's unnecessary. Okay. Um, you can get away. I've used a 31 before. Now, I couldn't do a 31 in that. Is that a noise? I think so. I couldn't do a 31 gauge in that awkward twist position. Um, but maybe like a 27. It won't yeah. hurt nearly yeah. as bad as a 22. <laughs> maybe, maybe next time we do this, I'll gather some needles and let you see like what we're talking. Cause you probably don't have a good reference of what a 22 gauge looks uh, like. Right. Uh-uh. You can look at it and you can see down the barrel. Yeah. So it's pretty legit. Like you can see daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Take a little sample of my flesh <laughs> when I pull it out. Yeah. It's like a core yeah. like oil, you know, a core sample. Yeah. So the other day I posted, uh, this picture, um, with a, a quote from James Cameron in the Facebook group. And I wanted to mention it because it got all kinds of, it stirred everything up. Yeah. And uh, the picture that I posted, see if I can find it. Maybe I should have done this beforehand. So as you're looking for that, going back to the injection, what would you say if I asked you to inject me? I can't. Oh. Yeah, I can't do it. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I don't have the ability to like inflict that kind of, it's, I know it's not painful, right? Yeah. But I, I can't, I've tried injecting dogs. Uh, I've tried injecting Kayla. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, why would Amy make you anxious? No, it's not my spouse. It was more. <laughs> Hold on. I think it's across the street. If it is, it's gone off like six times today. Right. It's actually not picking up at all. We can hear it in our ears, but not in our headphones. So we can just yeah. keep trucking. Oh boy. Was it mine? <laughs> For real? What so, the heck? <laughs> so if it's not your spouse, what is it? Uh, just somebody else doing it. So like, when you said, what if I, if you yeah. asked me, that was just hypothetical. Was just hypothetical. Oh yeah, then I could do it. No problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to see if that would be weird for you. No. Yeah. No. It, it It's not that it would be weird. I mean, it would be a little weird, but I could get over that. I've yeah. done a lot of talking about penises with a lot of different men on this Phallus. show. Yeah. Phalluses. <laughs> so no, it wouldn't be that weird, but yeah. I just don't, I'm not able to, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. The thought of somebody else doing it, that's not like a doctor. Yeah. It's just like, uh. well, so, you know, when the doctors do it or nurse or whatever, and, and they just like, boom, they're in, they jab you real quick. Yeah. I don't do that even to myself. Mm. And for somebody watching, like when Kayla sees me do it, she's like, I don't, I don't know how you do that because I, I pinch, I approach slowly, I poke, and then it is a, probably a 15 second process oh, from the yeah. time the needle first touches me into the time that it's fully embedded in my body. Yeah. And it is just a real slow push. It's one of those short ones too, right? Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. It's like a five sixteenths probably. Yeah. And it's, it's real slow. And then, you know, it takes with a 30 gauge or 28 gauge, it'll take, uh, I don't know, 20 to 35, 40 seconds to push you know, a half mil or a little bit more of cypionate because it's real thick. Yeah. But um, don't let them tell you that you just can't do it because you can. It just takes yeah. a little bit of time. Yeah. So this post that I, I put up, it's just a picture and it's James Cameron and the headline is toxic masculinity avatar director James Cameron labels testosterone a toxin. So I posted it up there and it got a ton of reactions and, um, mixed reactions i guess you know most guys were like oh what a beta he's such a cuck stuff like that <laughs> and some guys were like it's out of context you didn't read the whole article and stuff and i knew it was i didn't yeah. i i knew what like i had read the article i knew what it was about i just thought you know this is interesting so i stirred the pot with it yeah uh, but essentially and i'll put a link to the article in the show notes but basically he's um he's talking about past mistakes he's made whether it's as a director or as a parent and at one point he says that uh, some of the parenting or career mistakes he made when he was younger uh, made him consider himself a testosterone poisoned young man and that he had to grow out of it. Mm. So I just thought it was funny. He's, I, I don't, I don't, you do have to kind of grow out of that because testosterone at 20 is very different than testosterone at 40. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the testosterone. It, it like you're not growing out of testosterone 
it's not that he has less testosterone now that he's able to, and, and now he's able to handle himself differently. It's that he's wiser and he's more mature yeah. and he would do different things with those, those testosterones yeah. if he had the opportunity. It's, you know? it's like a oversimplification. Yeah. 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 But I knew it would get a bunch of reactions yeah. and it did. <laughs> so we've got some Facebook questions, uh, group member questions. And this time I actually wrote down their names too, so I can tag them and let them know we answered their questions. Nice. So John Kreitz asks uh increased blood blood flow throughout the body in nope wait that's my answer (laughs) he says what's the benefit of five milligrams of cialis every day so you know what cialis is right yeah i don't know the the typical dose though um that's i think it's 10 okay like 10 to 15 maybe if you're taking it as needed Mm -hmm. five milligram two and a half to five if you're doing it just every day which uh cialis or the the generic name is Tadalafil mm, versus yeah. Viagra, Sildenafil. Uh, Viagra is you take it when you need it. Cialis is you can just kind of take it and and it works whenever you've got reserves, you know? Yeah. So the, the benefits there, uh, and somebody answered with this, and I thought it was a great answer, but it increases blood flow throughout your whole body. It increases oxygen saturation to the brain, It improve, which improves cognitive function. Lessens your chance of stroke because it's basically thinning your blood. Mm -hmm. Um, And it increases your ejection fraction, which they didn't answer with that. That's an addition from me. Um, And that's a measurement of how well your heart pumps blood every one beat or one pump. Yeah. So um, there's actually a study that was done on PubMed. And it's uh, the headline of the study is Tadalafil 2.5 or 5 milligrams administered once daily for 12 weeks in men with both erectile dysfunction and signs and symptoms of benign prostatic hyperplasia results of a randomized placebo-controlled double-blind study. And I'll post a link to this as well, but the conclusion was that the medication significantly improved ED and blood pressure-related outcomes through 12 weeks as for those that tolerated it well. Yeah. It can cause um, pretty bad headaches, when you take it every day. Mm. But that's something as you, as you dive into TRT and I know like you're probably thinking I'm in my thirties, I don't need that. It's not a bad, it's not a bad medication to take. Um, because of those other benefits. When I started TRT, I didn't start because of any sort of sexual dysfunction or anything like that. And I have taken, um, Cialis daily. I don't currently, because I got the headaches from it. But um, yeah, it was it was great. I liked it a lot when I was taking it other than the headaches. Yeah. Yeah, I'd heard some, I don't know when that study was, uh, but I'd heard some stuff, some real good uh, effects that they were having yep. on that. Uh, I think they were even saying uh, stuff about Alzheimer's, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that it helped with that. Probably. It helped to kind of curb that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the blood flow in the brain. There there was also this effect, and this is pretty graphic, so I want you to envision my penis, right? Okay. So there was okay. this, <laughs> what I used to say on this podcast about Cialis, taking it daily, was that it just made me more aware of my penis at all times. Mm. Um, there was more of a hang to it. Uh, it was 
Remember when you were a teenager and it was just like, you know, it's there all the time and you're actually scared that it's going to embarrass you. Yeah. So it was, I wasn't scared that it was going to embarrass me, but it was, it's just, it's more prevalent. You yeah. walk into a room and it's like your penis goes first. Yeah. Not in a, in a, no pun intended in an erection kind of way, but it's just like, here I am and that this is my penis. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so it, it was nice. And, and actually when I, st- this is even more information, but when I stopped taking it, um, it was probably around the time Kayla and I first started dating and I credit her all the time. My, my, it just never stopped. It's like, I've always got that sense. My penis is bigger, flaccid. Uh, it just hangs differently than it used to. And I don't know that it's from the Cialis, but I think it's just from having a woman that makes me feel masculine and, you know, lifts me up. Yeah. It's interesting, but like not just, it's not just a coincidence, right? Because like I lived, 35 years one way and then it was like hey my my penis is different now mm-hmm. you know and like sustained over the course of nearly three years yeah it's weird right yeah different that's yeah that's interesting yeah next question makes me want to take some cialis <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it's great for you in in a lot of other ways so it's not i don't want you to think that it's like oh yeah you should do this because everyone thinks you have a problem it's yeah. just a lot of guys that are on TRT also take that for other benefits and then you get penis benefits too, which, yeah. you know, those are great. Is it, is it a lot due to the blood flow, like the thickening of the blood? Yeah. So then the Cialis helps the blood flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And and it's yeah. a, what's it called? A vasodilator or is that the opposite? I don't know. It's, it yeah, it's blood flow. So it, yeah. what was that? Sound like a dog. Sound like a baby. Oh. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. What are you guys using for back knee? Started breaking out on my back. That's John Chang. Um, so that is something. I, when I look at your beautiful olive complexion, <laughs> I imagine that you've probably never had to deal with any kind of acne. Oh man, it was bad. Was it? It was bad when I was a uh, specifically when I started eighth grade. Uh huh. So between eighth and tenth, I think. Okay. Yeah, I remember like playing football and taking off the pads after practice. Yeah. My shirt that I would wear underneath was full of little blood spots. Yeah. Okay. All the pimples being popped. That's so surprising (laughs) to me. Okay. Yeah. I got lots of scars. Yeah. They they healed up pretty well, but yeah. So, and I don't know if there's any correlation, but I wonder if you'll struggle with that. I wouldn't be surprised if you struggle with that a little bit when you start TRT. Yeah. You ready for that? I thought about it. It was a, something that popped into my mind. Yeah. Just kind of going back to that. Lesser men have stopped treatment because of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's ha- I mean, I, Ian stopped treatment because oh. of it. He's back on now. But but anyway, John wants to know what you can do about it. And you can fight it if you're diligent with your routine. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, a little guide on my website, uh, and I'll post a link to that as well. Or you can go to testosteronepodcast.com, click on resources, and then there's a few. You know, there's one for... Um, acne there's one if you want to stop trt for whatever reason you need to do an hpta restart protocol there's one of those um there's you know what labs should i get before i start after i start and then like a expectation timeline for you know when will i see the benefits so yeah you can check those out but the one on acne basically it goes over uh that the acne is caused by dht which is dihydrotestosterone uh your sebaceous glands basically go into overtime they produce tons of oil and what you can do is wash with antibacterial soap. A lot of guys swear by Dawn. 
just Dawn dish soap. Just use that. Oh. I don't recommend it. Yeah. Um, you can get stuff on Amazon for super cheap. Anything with salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide, they're just drying agents. So they take all that sebaceous gland oil off of your skin. Yeah. But the trick, you can if you do that, your glands are going to say, or your body's going to say, now we're super dehydrated, and the only way that they know how to hydrate themselves is to produce even more oil. Yeah. So if you use something with, with benzoyl peroxide or salicylic acid in it, or even Dawn, which if I looked at the ingredients, it's probably something real similar that's in that. Um, the key is to use like a face-safe moisturizing lotion after. So you wash your face, wash your back, and then put the lotion on like a lady. And that's what hydrates your skin so that you, your body doesn't have to produce more oil. Yeah, yeah. That may be because I'm a very oily person. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. My face gets super oily, and I guess my back would too. I don't notice it as much, but you better be ready. Yeah. So, w- what helped me when I was a teenager was consistently cleaning my face, yeah. and I I would use those things. Uh, benzo, um, there was a cream. It was benzo something, but yeah, and that helped a lot. Yeah. And then the lotion I found. What is that lotion? Uh, my mom sold Mary Kay for a long time, and she got me like this men's Mary Kay mm-hmm. lotion. That was the only lotion that I could find that would work without making yeah. me break out. Yeah. Yeah. I've got Face one lotion. that, like, it's just the one that I can use, kind of same thing. And it's yeah. super, it's like $21 for the bottle, you know, yep. like a two ounce bottle. Yeah. Yep. That's the only thing I can put on my face that uh, will help. Yeah. So Mario Torres says, who all injects at night? First thing I want to do is point out that we we really don't need to overthink things like this. We've Me and you have talked about before, you know, location of the injection, the needle size, when to inject. These are the types of things that can matter, but they don't matter that much. Mm. So my first answer would just be like, whenever you're going to most consistently do it, um, just do it at night in the morning in the middle of the day it doesn't really matter yeah if um like if you start and you're able to be super consistent consistent with time of day then what i would say is maybe at night could be better because we naturally produce our testosterone while we sleep so if you do it right before you go to bed you're gonna more closely mimic the natural rhythm of things Mm -hmm. but we're really splitting hairs i think in my opinion you know just stick the needle in wherever you want and push the plunger whatever time of day I don't get into the, the guys that are like, well, <clears throat> well, I need to do my injection every three and a half days because there's seven days in a, in a week. Now I just, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays, it, yeah. you don't have to get all crazy with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking in the morning would be the best time because that's whenever, you know, you wake up, you have your, you know, your natural wood going yeah. on, yeah. like a lot of testosterone going, but that makes sense. Like, when you sleep is whenever you start pumping out the testosterone, growth hormone, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to do it at night and I guess I've accidentally gotten into a routine where I, because I don't like injections. So I will start the shower out here at this house. I start the shower cause it takes like six minutes for it to get hot. <laughs> uh, start the shower, go into my closet where I got my tackle box full of gear and stuff and I'll, you know, get everything ready. My two needles, my one syringe, I'll pull it out. And then I, I can't inject it yet. 
I have to set it on the counter. I have to get my mind ready. I jump in the shower and then I get out and then I inject it after a shower, which is probably not great just because you're kind of opening up all those capillaries with that hot water. Mm -hmm. I just can't usually bring myself to inject it. I have to be like in a towel. The mirror has to be foggy. (laughs) I don't want to see what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I do it. Yep. That's what I, that's all I got. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the TRT community podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.